This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Cruise Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the on air. air. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin Control. because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. That's right. It's time. Welcome to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Staub and Les Jackson. We figured this out. We've got 900 and how many episodes now, Les? Well, we've uh, we have this is our 900th uh, week live show mm-hmm. episode. Uh since we started Cruise Control as an entity and since we do individual hours, this would be our 1,801st hour. My jaw's tired from talking, man. Yeah, that's... I, I just, I suddenly confused myself. <laughs> all right. Well, don't be confused because we got all the latest automotive news and information. Starting with this one, change at the top. Ford CEO says it's time to retire. And is General Motors really thinking of doing away with its name? I don't know. I just don't think this is a good time to be doing that. But anyway, the pandemic has people keeping their vehicles longer, which is yet a new dimension. Yeah. Yep. A new dimension to uh, the COVID situation. And uh, Bronco builders get petitioned. Ford is getting a big petition for the Bronco. We'll tell you what it's about. It's actually on change.org, which is typically more of a political issue type place to get to petitions. But this is definitely automotive, and we'll tell you about it. That's right. And two more down. This is no surprise. Mm-hmm. A, uh, a pair of auto shows get canceled for 2020. This is, this is the way things are. Yeah. Well, one of them actually will be kind of a virtual version, but we'll tell you about that. And Less uh, disturbing trend, more sedans disappear. I think we got uh, at least two, maybe three this week that are going away. So we'll ta- tell you which ones they are. I'm going to have to take this to the Supreme Court. <laughs> and they'll <laughs> say, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. As they get into their SUVs. Uh, and as the Tesla turns. Hmm. A Model 3 has some suspension trouble. Tesla says it's open to sharing. And Musk says some owners are lazy. <laughs> that's good. Always endear your owners. Yes, that's. I, I would enjoy spending big money on a car and being called lazy. That would be yeah. very good. Talking yeah. tech, Audi elevates the look of taillights. It's a real design theme that's customizable. We'll tell you about that, right? That is very, very cool. And then you have an at-the-wheel review of the Volvo XC90 Inspiration I'll, Edition. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right away. I'll, I'll spill the beans. I loved it. I thought it was great. Really, really cool vehicle. So Everybody loves the XC90. Yeah. Well, we will talk about that and a whole lot more on Cruise Control Radio. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Check out our Facebook page where you can uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, all that and more. CruiseControlRadio.com. Fred Stop, Les Jackson. We'll be right back. 
Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. We are rolling along on our 900th show day. Yeah. Uh, and enjoying every bit. Now, um, speaking of enjoying, uh, Jim Hackett, who's currently CEO at Ford, is going to be retiring to enjoy, no doubt, a very luxurious <laughs> retirement. Yeah. Uh, what did he do before? What did he do before? He was a car guy before that, wasn't he? He was. Uh, was he always with Ford or was he with? I'm not sure. We'll think, have to look it up. Yeah, but uh, uh, but he's going to be the, the Ford. Uh, of course, uh, is highly organized. They uh, they've already announced that uh, Jim Farley is going to be replacing Jim Hackett. Yeah, Farley uh, is Jim the Farley is chief, very well known COO, chief operating officer. Yeah, that's right. Um, and. It's uh, it's it's going to be very very interesting. These guys work together very well. Mm-hmm. And there's a fairly long transition time until yeah. October first. So, I don't... so yeah, I'm I'm sure. Um, well, it'll be seamless from the outside. Yeah, I think so. I think I, I've talked to uh, um, you know this uh, this uh. Jim Farley before and uh, good guy. I mean, I think I talked to him when he was a marketing guy for something. And so I, I think, uh, I think it will do well. Yeah. Farley was at Lincoln uh, marketing. Lincoln marketing. Yep. I believe yeah. that's when I talked to him. Uh, so interesting, but uh, another story that came out uh, a little while ago, um, and this is not being ruled out. Uh, that General Motors could change their name. That Motors Company is out is outdated. Now, the Detroit Free Press reports that General Motors CEO Mary Barra would not rule out ditching the company's 100-year-plus name. Now, the word motors works for electricity, too. Electric cars, doesn't it? Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's an electric motor. Yeah. Um. I don't in fact, know. in fact, a standard internal combustion engine is not a motor. It is never a motor. I, I it's an engine. It is an engine that was drilled into me by my dad. A motor yes. is electric, and an a engine, motor uh, receives its energy externally. Yep. An engine create converts yeah. something internally to mm-hmm. power. Yep. I always, I always had a problem with that. Yeah. The motor did that. It's like, Oh, you, you're powered by electric. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same thing. Well, uh, but, but general motors would work. I mean, you could call it general mobility, but boy, that would be a generic name, wouldn't it? Well, general, general automobiles, I don't know vehicles, but do you have any idea how much it would cost to change the name of a company? You know, remember when they went, Ford went from Windstar to Freestar? It cost them over $80 million just to change yeah, it's the name of one expensive. model. So all that stationary that'd be thrown out. 
<laughs> all of the all of the uh, logo, uh, these very expensive uh, road signs, and uh, I mean, it's why do it? I why don't do it. I don't think it's needed. I really don't, especially when Motors works for electric cars too. And, and look how long it took Nissan to get recognized as Nissan from Datsun. I know it took it took years. It, years. Yeah. Matter of fact, Datsuns are still sold in other parts of the uh, yeah. world. But uh, yeah, I agree. I just don't, I think it's money that uh, would be better put into developing new models. You know, it's just not, just not, not uh, advisable. That's what I would say. It's, I don't, I don't see what the, she said something, the benefit is. Mary, Mary Barra said, well, if it creates shareholder value, but. You know, that's. Just, I don't oh, think. Come it would. on. I don't think it would. I think it would be spending money needlessly. You know, it would be like throwing out yeah. all your monogram stuff just to get new, because you changed your first name. I don't know. It just just doesn't seem needed. But hey, uh, this is a big change for the automotive industry, and it is not a good one. Uh, due to the pandemic, people are keeping their cars longer, and this has been an ongoing problem with people keeping cars much longer than they normally do, right? Uh, 12, 11 years is becoming pretty much commonplace, right? That's right. It was eight years for a number of years. Then it went up to about nine to 10. Now it's 11 or 12, which is, uh, that means they're not buying new. Yeah, we'll tell you about this uh, IHS market consulting firm study when we come back. On Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Stay tuned. Coming up, we've got plenty, including uh, two more auto shows getting canceled, disappearing sedans, and as the Tesla turns. All on Cruise Control Radio. Stay tuned. For the latest updates on Cruise Control, follow us on Twitter at Cruise Control Rad. That's C-R-U-I-S-E-C-T-R-L-R-A-D. Cruise Control Rad. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred, we are rolling, actually sitting. <laughs> rolling our desk our, chairs. <laughs> our pandemic t- desks. But uh, speaking of sitting, an awful lot of uh, owners are sitting on their cars much longer yeah. these days before they trade them in. You know, a decade ago less, people kept their cars about 10.6 years. Now they're keeping them 12 years. That's a lot of years. Now, part of that is just because of the cost of them. Yeah. Yeah. You think of a 12-year-old car, it's markedly different than what you get today, isn't it? Very true uh, in terms of technology, but in terms of overall uh, reliability. Mm-hmm. They're quite good. Mm-hmm. Sure. Maybe that's it. They made them just too good. But, uh, you know, it is a trend and, and that means the pool of buyers is smaller for the auto industry and uh, certainly something to think about. Another thing, uh, you know, we, we love trends, talking about trends, and the trend is no manual gearboxes anymore, right? Of course, yep. they're loved by three or four people and automotive <laughs> journalists. Right. But, but basically nobody else cares. <laughs> nobody else cares. Or they're like, I don't know how to use that. 
you know? Yeah. What what is what's that thing sticking up out of the floor? Oh, this must be defective. Someone put an extra pedal pedal down here. Yeah. Uh, this should yeah, only be two. Man, now there's three. There's two brakes now. <laughs> exactly. Must be like a tank. You can break either side and turn. Yeah. Uh, um, well, you know, people are loving the new Ford Bronco, or at least they're loving ordering it. But there is now a petition out there for a manual, a widely available manual gearbox. When the Ford brought it back, the Bronco, they were happy to see a seven-speed manual with a crawler gear. However, you can only get that with the smaller 2.3-liter EcoBoost engine, and you can't get the manual with the Sasquatch package, which is the uh, big tire vehicle, which a lot of people are going to buy. Let's face it. It looks like a completely different vehicle without those big tires right that's true but why why wouldn't i mean what's the reasoning that you can't have a manual in the sasquatch because bigfoot is his feet are too big to hit the clutch pedal? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't. <laughs> I mean it, it just seems arbitrary to well, me well there's a new petition at change.org and this is the first time i've saw that website used for something like this normally it's about big political issues yeah, and things right. like that, right? Um, and it is uh, aiming to persuade Ford to offer the manual gearbox with the 2.7-liter EcoBoost engine and on Sasquatch-equipped Broncos. Uh, and apparently it's got 4,300 people so far and will soon go to 6,000. That's not enough. Uh, what, what You've, you've got to make a business case. Yeah. Which means you have to make money, which means you have to sell a certain number of them. And 6,000 won't cut it. It's not even 6,000. It's not even yeah. 5,000. It's 4,300. Uh, even if every one of them bought it, it still wouldn't be enough, would it? If you could convince Ford that 20,000 people will ultimately buy it, then Ford will very gladly put a stick shift in it. Well, remember, too, it has to, there's money involved because you have to get it. Uh, tested for emissions and and That's for right. uh, miles per gallon and uh, you know you ha there's money involved in building different vehicles in different ways and you know it it it's not just like hey can you throw one of them in there's a lot of engineering that goes into it and a lot of legalities that go into it. Um, do you think they'll do it? I think they'll do it if they get enough. Uh, people to convince them that there's a business case yeah and that's the only reason they'll do it you know you you were at events where they talked about how many people bought manual uh a manual uh transmission equipped version of a vehicle and some of the numbers were like crazy they were like 35 people right yeah weren't, weren't you yeah. at what well, i forget what the event was and what the vehicle was but you told me it I said, yeah, you mean was, what, like last month? And you're like, no, for no, the year. Like, total. <laughs> well, my, my uh, 2009 Mazda 6 is a manual. Mm -hmm. now, it's a full-size car. It's a manual. And, and I researched a while back the total number of Mazda 6's manual they've sold ever is like 400. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so... Why? Which is why they don't offer it anymore. Mm -hmm. No, it just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. No. So, yeah. Well, uh, 
news this week. This 2020 has been quite the year on many fronts. Yeah, we're gonna we're just deciding to call this year off. Yeah, we're just gonna cut it short and just shut it down. <clears throat> but talking of shutdown, there's news on two automotive related shows. The first, which if you haven't been around for a couple of years, you wouldn't you would say, Fred, that's not a car show, but the consumer electronics show has actually been kind of converted over to be not only it's, a tech show, but a car show too. It's a car show. Yeah. Lots of electric cars, lots of technology. It all gets done. It's going all digital for 2021. Um, Cause it's typically held in January. And uh, I've never been to that show, but I would love to go. Cause I love both of those things technology and cars <laughs> i'd like to go I, I would like to have seen that show but yeah we're, we're not gonna no it's gonna be a digital show so we'll cover it digitally um and there was some talk that sema would be a um show that would be done digitally of course that is the big hot rod show that takes place in november <clears throat> it is a fun show it is the perhaps the best custom car show you will ever see because everyone that builds custom cars, uh, anyone who's anyone, is there and shows off yeah. some of their best work. And and we know they've been building these things <laughs> since since last year, but well, they'll be next year's. Although if it's in yeah. November, I think they start in october <laughs> for some reason i don't know why it has some, to be around the do. clock it's like you know you know the show's coming up in november right so you know you could start like you know yeah, april <laughs> yeah exactly um <clears throat> but anyway this is completely canceled and uh, they had last year they had 2300 exhibitors and in excess of a hundred thousand people um and there's a lot of people at these shows. I've been there, and it's just the sea yeah, of we've people. We've been there. It's it's a yeah. It's just a tidal wave of people. It's fun though, but it's it it's it, fun. It won't be won't be happening. But uh, do you think they'll keep building uh, these vehicles anyway uh, that they were sure, building for next year? For next year, and then they'll be done, or will they take it all apart and say, "Now nah, I'll start in October and start building." Uh, no, what'll happen is they'll be done, and then somebody will scratch the paint. Uh, I've literally walked around that show and smelled fresh paint. Oh, yeah. That's still cured, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, anyway, sad. It's tremendous uh, sea change, but it's just another offshoot of the pandemic world that we're living in right now. So, uh, I would never have thought of anything that could cancel SEMA and some of these other shows, but... Remember when they were talking about New York show? Yeah, it will happen in August. Yeah, not happening. No. <laughs> yeah. And, All right. And L.A., well, L.A. maybe next year. But... Who knows? But when we come back, we can tell you this. There will be more Cruise Control Radio coming up. And uh, we are going to um, have an edition of As the Tesla Turns Less, mm -hmm. a Model 3 falls apart within three days of buying it. Uh, Tesla says it's open to sharing technology, and Musk says some owners are lazy. Tesla owners, that is. We're also going to yep. have the list of more disappearing sedans, and we're going to talk tech about Audi elevating the look of its taillights, something that's going to become very stylistic 
and uh, uh, very cool. We'll tell you about that. And I'm going to have an at-the-wheel review of the Volvo XC90 Inspiration. That is the top of the range, XC90. And as I said in the open of the show, I loved it. It's really, really good. So we'll talk about that and more. That's a whole lot to get to. Keep it tuned to Cruise Control Radio. Don't forget, check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com where you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. It's all there, cruisecontrolradio.com. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. We'll be right back. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred here. Well, frankly, I don't even want to talk about this next story <laughs> because it upsets me. Yeah. It, is it Saab? Saab is it? No, we don't talk yes. about Saab anymore. It's a no. It's we're losing two more sedans, mm-hmm. and we can't afford to lose any. Yeah. Well, um, I'm upset. Yeah. So, Ford Fusion. Mm-hmm. Big seller. Yep. Well, it was. Uh, it's another casualty of uh, of the end of the line for Ford cars, except for the Mustang. Except for the Mustang. Yeah. Uh, mm. They are bringing out a lot of new interesting product, but none of it is sedans, for sure. No. Um, it will all be crossovers. And you are right. It, it. I think the last one just came off the line, didn't it? It did. Um July 21st. No, uh, yes, it just came off the line about a week and a half ago. And that that plant, I believe, is going to start building the new Ford Bronco um, Sport, the smaller one. That's right. Yeah. And also, Buick Regal production is ending, which means no more Buick cars, which is sad. That's right. That was the last, yeah. Yeah. And just just three years ago... Mm Mm-hmm. You had the Regal, the Cascada, mm-hmm. uh, and there was yeah, one other. The Tour X. Remember the Tour X? Oh, yes, the, the Tour X. I actually drove one of those. I thought it was pretty cool. It was the station wagon. Uh, gone. All gone. Uh, so Buick is strictly um, strictly a uh, crossover brand. So mm. their sales were down nine. Uh, 20% in the first nine months of 2019. Uh, 90% of Buick sales are crossovers. The other 10%, I guess, won't be uh, <laughs> won't be <laughs> buying Buicks. They, no, they'll be buying, if they stay in GM, they'll be buying Cadillac or Chevy. Mm-hmm. And, of <laughs> course, we talked about the Malibu going away. That's going away. And the Nissan Maxima, I believe, is on uh, borrowed time. Uh, that is right, and I, I, I. Well, I'm just, I'm discouraged. You're discouraged, yeah. Well, it's it's certainly the trend, and it is probably not going to stop until there are no more sedans left. There'll always be some sedans, but I'll tell you what: when the sedan comes back, it will be brought back as a premium thing. A mid-sized sedan will be a premium. Yeah, that's how they yeah. do it. It's something that is 
bread and butter, you know, yep, here's a Chevy Impala, here's a Malibu. We'll come back and it will be like, this is a new thing called a sedan. Well, you know, it's a low silhouette. <laughs> That's what they'll. I, I hate, I hate saying this, but I'm afraid they're not going to come back ever, ever. I think as, as, as everything becomes electric and functional and appliance like, I think that the basic anonymity of crossover design is going to just take over and there won't be sedans sad sad I, but hey i don't like to say it potentially potentially true hey yeah well what are we gonna do get your organ out Les. you ready to do a big organ stab in the style yep. of in the style of uh, an old uh <laughs> soap opera yes <laughs> bum, bum, bum. yeah well it's time for as the Tesla turns. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a, a, a variety <laughs> of stories about Tesla this week. Uh, we'll start off with this one. It's a picture of a Tesla. Something has gone wrong in the front suspension. The wheel is at a weird angle, and the Tesla owner uh, is upset about it. He wants Tesla to pay for it. Apparently, he had a Model Three and uh, had it for about a week, and the front left wheel of his SUV fell off. Model X, I'm sorry, is a Model X. Model X. Uh, it was just one week old, had no accident, and the wheel simply detached. Well, why wouldn't Tesla pay for that? Yep. Uh, that's, by the way, that's called a safety-related defect under federal law. He shouldn't tell them. Uh, to fix it he should say you must take this back and you must replace it with a new vehicle yeah well they're trying to say that he uh that he had hit a curb or something like that but well, but still i have never seen this the only time this would happen would be i've seen this on like fleet vehicles that have have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of miles and have been bashed around on bad roads i think that's pretty bad for something that new. There's no way that damage could possibly have happened hitting a curb Mm -hmm. or a pothole without blowing the tire. Mm -hmm. Really, really bad. So that's one story. The other Mm -hmm. one has Tesla willing to sell uh, technology, battery technology and other Tesla technology to other manufacturers. It's not a bad story. I think it's a smart, smart thing no, I to think do. It's it's good. It's good. They have some good technologies. Mm-hmm. Although I think their battery technology is no longer uh, state of the art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look uh, at some of these other batteries that are coming out. There are low cobalt versions, make them less expensive, but uh, you know, enable longer range. Um, it, it's. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting that we're going to, uh, what we're seeing in batteries. And I think if you don't constantly update, you're going to get left behind with this. I mean, Panasonic's talking about something they call the 2170 lithium ion cell with nickel, cobalt, aluminum. Uh, I think that's similar to LG Chem that's doing something like that with the batteries they're going to sell to GM. So, you know that that's that's a good idea to sell your technology, though. But uh, 
you got to keep it up to date too. And then, well, that's right. And then uh, uh, there's also the case <laughs> of a German court um, suspending a driver for adjusting his wiper speed in a Tesla Model Three because he had to use the touchscreen to do it, which is so the only way altered, to do it. Well, yeah, but so he, I don't quite get this. It seems to me they're saying. Well, that he should have used the voice command to adjust the windshield wiper speed and not the screen. <laughs> but, okay. but that's the way the car is designed. They're, they're saying it's like they're charging him with using a phone, sort mm. of a, a, a phone-like device. Uh, well, I think this is sketchy. I mean, that's the way it's designed. So if, if you don't want that a car like that, then you know, don't allow them to be on the street. He's just using it the way he's using it. I mean, that he, that's right. It's, it just seems rather picky. Um, picky. Well, how about this? Uh, Elon Musk said certain Tesla owners that don't understand autopilot are just lazy and that there's nothing wrong. Remember he was sued in Germany. They weren't going to sell it because they, they didn't like the word autopilot because it makes you think you can just not, you can just take your hands off the wheel and do nothing uh, when that's not how it's supposed to work. Uh, and uh, Musk said, this is ridiculous. People who misuse autopilot, it's not because they're new to it or don't understand it. People who first use autopilot are extremely paranoid about it. It's not like if you introduced it with a different name, it would be treated differently. If something goes wrong with autopilots because someone is misusing it and using it directly contrary contrary to uh, how they should be using it. Well, okay, that's nice to say that, but the fact is historically and we've, you know, we've covered this guy for years. Historically, he's called he and the company have called autopilot a self-driving feature, not a driving assist feature. Uh, self-driving that's misleading the public and he's saying they should just read read the owner's manual well you know a lot of people don't read owner's manuals people are intimidated by owner's manuals that are the size of the manhattan phone book yes if they still make that i don't even know if they do but i haven't seen a phone book for, (laughs) for years but uh but yes that's right i mean uh I think I think cars should be basically intuitive, you know. You shouldn't have to open the book unless it's just some kind of weird function that you don't normally do or you just want to learn more about it, you know, but you should be able to use a vehicle without opening the manual to do most of the basic functions. You, you yes, you should be able to just exercise basic point A to point B driving functions. They should be intuitive enough that you don't have to open a manual. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Hey, uh, we have plenty more to get to, including a talking tech about uh, Audi elevating the look of rear taillights. And also, I'm going to have an at-the-wheel review of the Volvo XC90 Inspiration Edition. So stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio, because we've got plenty more coming up. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. Check us at cruisecontrolradio.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. 
Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. Hey, welcome back to Cruise Control. Les and Fred, we are cracking through our stories. We wanted to be sure and tell you about Audi's new taillights. Uh, Audi is a very innovative company, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And they've come up with, um, well, it's LED, of course. Um, and it's uh, the Q5 is uh, has this new generation of digital. Uh, it's, it's OLED. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what they're calling it. And it's, we have a picture of it. It's really cool. I guess, is this up on our site? No, this is not up on our site. Okay. I mean, it's, it's really quite impressive looking and, and obviously, uh, you know, very, very strong, powerful lights. It also can do an interesting thing with the OLEDs. You can change the pattern of the light to make, uh, to make it, a kind of a design thing, but also maybe make it more noticeable, you know, like you could have like a turn signal that has two different modes of turning, of, right. of showing like off arrows, arrows. You can, it's, it's uh, kind of elevating it. Remember when it was just one bulb with two filaments, oh, boy. <laughs> you know, stop and yep. turn. Uh, and uh, you know, Audi is just taking it to the next level with this technology. OLED, it, OLED technology has also been found in TVs to make them much more brilliant and uh, much more lifelike. So these are going to go beyond LED taillights. LED taillights were a big deal because they can come on so much quicker, and it frankly is a nice upgrade to a classic car because you can yeah. just put the bulb in. And you don't have to start, you know, taking stuff apart. But if I had a classic Corvette or something, I'd put LED taillights in it, wouldn't you? Without question. Um, I did that in the uh, XK120 that I restored because that just had little tiny 1954 taillights. And I made a center LED in the back window. Mm-hmm. Makes a big difference. Just because it be, could be seen. I remember when those uh, high-mounted uh, taillights came out, and it was on uh, the old telephone trucks. That's how they tried it out. That's how they, in New York, they they put them on there, and they wanted to see if it reduced rear-end accidents, and it apparently did. So, And now we have them on everything, but they're well-integrated nowadays. Remember when they used to just put them as a, a giant, uh, big plastic housing on the back of the back window now now they're well integrated so they they really look good tell you what also looks good i got an at the wheel uh review of the volvo xc90 this is the t8e all-wheel drive inscription edition uh okay they call it the twin engine we'll get into that in a little bit but inscription is the top of the range uh when it comes to xc90s xc90s is Kind of that that tall, um, tall type. Uh, almost it is a it is a SUV. I would say it's more more of an SUV than a crossover. But um, they're all built on the same platform, the XC90, um, and and some of the lower roof models uh, that they sell. Ours was the Inscription, which is the top of the range. 
premium uh, level is called the momentum. The sport is called the R design. Luxury called the inscription. Momentum starts at about sixty-seven thousand. R design seventy-two seven, and inscription the one we tested seventy-three thousand three hundred. That brings in things like the twenty-spoke diamond, black diamond cut alloy wheels, ventilated Napa leather, linear walnut wood displays, dual integrated tailpipes, lane keeping aid, color coordinated rear view mirror, the touring chassis, and the Harman Kardon premium sound. Uh, What's new for 2020? Uh, well, connectivity and entertainment. Uh, they have entertainment options like Spotify, Pandora, uh, or TuneIn. And uh, these all come as part of the census system, which is uh, all comes up on this great display, this vertical display, which I really loved. Um, this this is what uh, is powered by what Volvo calls the TA twin engine, which is basically a plug-in hybrid, and it's a very high horsepower setup here. It has a two-liter uh, supercharged and turbocharged direct injection engine. Power flows through an eight-speed Geartronic automatic transmission with start-stop. So. You've got a combined 400 horsepower, 472 pound-foot of torque powertrain. 313 of that comes from the engine, and 87 comes from the electric motor. You can plug it in. You get about 25 miles of all-electric power, uh, all-electric driving distance range, and then, of course, it will convert over uh, into a traditional hybrid, which is really nice. I have to tell you, the inside of this vehicle was beautiful. Uh, I felt like I was in, you know, uh, a high-end house that had just been redone. The the colors and the the leather and all that it got together a very very high-end type of feel that you were in a luxury living room or something like that. Um, the high roof of uh, the XC90 is wonderful. I mean, you could probably be seven foot two. <laughs> and still be able to wear a hat in this uh, vehicle. Ours was loaded. It had the advanced package with full LED headlights with active bending lights, meaning as you go around the uh, turn, they they follow the, the steering wheel. Uh, headlight high-pressure cleaning system, 360 surround view camera. Always good. Always love that. Graphical head-up display. That all brought in a price tag of $2,450. Luxury package, backrest massaging front seats. Heated front seats, heated steering wheel, headliner in new buck, uh, leather grab handles and sun visors in leather, $3,100. Metallic paint, $645. Bowers and Wilkins premium sound. So this is an upgrade upon upgrade. Uh, with the uh, inscription. This is a $3,200 upgrade. Park Assist Pilot, four-corner air suspension, which was $1,800. Ours had the 21-inch, eight multi-spoke wheels uh, for uh, $800. Uh, a gray ash wood decor, which was just absolutely beautiful. The total suggested price on this was $86,990. Hmm. It aces, of course, it's a Volvo, so it aces all the safety ratings, government five-star safety ratings, uh, four-star and rollover, but five stars everywhere else. 
Now, here's where the engineers have done a great job on this Volvo XC90. They've engineered the suspension to ride wonderfully. Now, whether it's the uh, four-corner air suspension or just the general over, overall design of the car, we had 21-inch wheels, and the thing rode completely smoothly, just, just wonderfully. Uh, and I think that's a testament to their... Uh, great engineering because really I've been in vehicles where they have uh, over 20 inch wheels and, and it, you know, rides terribly or choppy, not, not the case here. Uh, we've got to call out the headlight design. They call it Thor's hammer. It does look like a hammer. The led headlight design. Love the name. Yeah. They have some good names for things. I like census too, for the, for the infotainment system. Uh, and another neat thing, if you look over on our Facebook page, we have pictures of this vehicle that I reviewed. Uh, yes, this vehicle is built in Sweden, uh, and there's a little Swedish flag tag on the, um, on the seats, which is really nice. They look like a high-end piece of furniture, the seats. So can't say enough about the interior uh, and the way the vehicle drove. It, it was just great. Uh, really, even with those big wheels, no problem whatsoever as far as this uh, vehicle. The major sources of the uh, content are Swedish, uh, 30%, and the final assembly point is Gothenburg, Sweden. So engine is from Sweden, and the transmission is from Japan. So mostly a Swedish vehicle, the XC90 T8 E all-wheel drive inscription. Uh, thanks for listening to Cruise Control Radio. It's time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.